Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. Han, what's how you been living, man? Uh, uh yeah, I was just I was just telling Cass that like traveling sucks, man. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it. I'll tell you why you have no right to complain, Han. Okay, tell me why. I just did a four and five road. I mean, a five, uh, a four. What was it? Five games, nine days, all different cities road trip. But that, those are like charters, right? Hell no. What? There's a W in front of our league. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, come on now. Like, we don't do charters. We are... We are... So, no, you guys are not riding... No, no. Y'all aren't standing in the zones. I know, girl. Let me tell you. It, it's a grind. Here we go, 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 go. Welcome to the Hoop Collective. We're back. It's been way too long. We're back in my butter. <laughs> Since the trio's been together. Well, we're not, we're actually technically not together, but you know, on the pod. Uh, I'm Cassidy Hubbard from NYC. Today, Agumake of the WNBA leading Connecticut Suns. Yes, ma'am. In the cut. In the cut. Uh, also, check out, um, the Sun playing the Mystics tomorrow night on ESPN2, 7 p.m. Nice, Eastern. Nice drop. Just like saying. Yes, nice saying. plug. Uh, and then uh, th- that sweet sound you're hearing all the way from L.A. is Ramona Shelburne, fresh off her finals and conference finals run. You're home, finally. I know, right? It's like my cat missed me. It's like my <laughs> husband barely recognized me. I had to cook dinner like three nights in a row just to like earn my key, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and then Han, what's good, Han? I thought I thought when you were introducing those sweet tones, that was me. But um, I guess I'm you also you. have you also have that that sweet uh, berry white uh, tone to your voice. Oh, Man, now on. he knows you're lying to him. <laughs> you actually do, though. <laughs> no, it's you know, there's baritone there. There's some bass. Uh, okay, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, I could like, all right, it's a uh, parade day for the Warriors. Um, the Raptors uh, reportedly hired um, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was quick with it. Um, but I, you know what? I think I, I, I think I want to start with the um, the petty and um, weird out in LA. Uh, Ramona, there's a lot. Yeah. Going out. There's a lot going on, and. Um, Can you explain it? Because I missed it. I missed it. So, okay, the best the best way to put it is like just do a little do a little Google search or a Twitter search or whatever, and just type in Lonzo Ball diss track. Okay, so him and Kyle Kuzma have been going back uh, back and forth for quite some time. Like pretty much that's been like the store the IG story of the year to follow, right? Kuzma and Lonzo making fun of each close. other. They're fashion. They're close. They're, they're buddies, right? And Kuzma went out when he was like, didn't he get an award as like player hater of the year? And he kind of went at Zoe a little bit, right? Well, these things tend to escalate, okay? These things tend to get bigger <laughs> and more mean and a little bit more out of control. And in Lonzo Ball's retaliatory diss track, that he threw at, I think he dropped it yesterday, Monday, right? Something like that. Um, he uh, he wrote a diss track where he makes fun of Kuzma not knowing who his dad is. That is a line I think you don't cross. <laughs> that, is, that is a line that maybe you got a little too far. And like, because that's not I've, funny. No. Like, that's not a... You know, if this if he was just trying to be funny and, you know, kind of talk, call, calling him a wannabe Westbrook when it comes to his fashion. OK, that's kind of, that that's lighthearted. But talking the, about the only someone, the only comparison you have to that and it wasn't funny was Pusha T coming at Drake. Yeah, and he was that's talking right. About a baby daddy, too. So, you know, you know, but keep going. Momo. So 
Um, I have heard. So I heard that the the next thing was that Kuzma threatened Lonzo on Instagram after his diss track. Yeah, and that which, supposedly which seemed Kuzma lighthearted. Back, yeah, seemed seemed lighthearted. However, Kuzma, I'm told, or at least I hear, is coming out with another Lonzo Ball diss track in the next few days. And I don't know if you're the Lakers and you're talking about trying to recruit Paul George and LeBron James. Is this what you want your two young stars to be doing two weeks before free agency? I think not. <laughs> so, I mean, are you hearing that the Lakers are upset with this? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, like, honestly, if you're, if you're the Lakers, first of all, you know, Lonzo and Kuz, the Kuz proves himself in terms of work ethic and his rookie season 10 times over. I mean, this guy was incredible for them. He's a great find at the end of the first, first round, first team all rookie. But he still has some growth to do. He's still working on different aspects of his game. And he had a lot of work to do this summer. And Lonzo, as has Magic Johnson has said and Rob Palenka has said, needs to get in the weight room, needs to spend all summer. I think Magic called it the most important summer of his life. Mm-hmm. So, like, the optics on this aren't great, right? You know, it's okay to, like, you know, sell your big baller shoes and even put your big baller rap song out like that i just thought it was kind of funny i love i love demo with the cameo get your merch get your merch that was that was great right like it was kind of a good i mean show. let's not let's not great okay. is, is this stuff stretch. is okay <laughs> but when you start like when like the the back and forth between you and coos gets a little personal and a little much and now it's like you're not just on an ig story these are like actual diss tracks like with real production values that you're spending time and energy on it just doesn't look all that professional and it certainly doesn't look all that serious for a young team that's trying to position itself as a team that wants to win right now okay now we're going sorry can i jump in here with a quick question also Mm -hmm. what's interesting to me what's the status of this jba the junior ballers Okay, so or whatever it is. I don't I think they're getting going, right? Like I just saw Ohm Young Music had a story on this yesterday. It's sort of like a Lonzo says if it was around when he was going to college, he would have played in it. I mean, it's yet another part of the LeVar Ball big baller enterprises. Like I listened to him on Colin Cowherd today and he was I mean, he dropped a few nuggets on that one that were pretty that made my my head spin. Like, you know, Cowherd asked him, asked LeVar do you think Paul George is coming to LA? And he says, he basically said, no, I think he's damaged goods. He's not the same player he was before the injury. I mean, these are all types of things that if you are the Lakers front office, you are cringing every single time this stuff comes out. Okay. But in the one breath, he's saying, you know, Paul George is damaged goods. In the next breath, he's selling his Lithuanian water, right? Like it's, uh, it's just, you know, most of the, I think the media in LA is kind of, not picking up on this as much as they used to hang on every word LeVar Ball said. But, you know, the... the, the That's what I was about to say. Like, this LeVar is about... We care about what LeVar is saying again now? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't know. Um, I think... I think it's... uh, They're not... People don't take LeVar and what he says as seriously as, like, gospel from Lonzo or as something that's grabbing headlines like it was. But it... There are when Lonzo says it in a diss track. Hmm. You know, I don't know. You know how it, you know diss well, tracks. You got to be you got to be willing to dish it. You got to be willing to take it. So right. maybe they're fine. Maybe this is okay. But like you've heard this cast, I've heard this. I know the the Lakers are certainly you know want to let their guys have fun. They don't mind on some level. But I think the latest stuff. I've definitely gotten some text messages back and forth in in L.A. of people within and. And outside the organization, kind of. It's an incredibly important summer for them. So, yes. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you could even say some of the Kobe Bryant uh, converse, uh, comments uh, lately, mm-hmm. um, you know, could have an impact on uh, on LeBron. Um, you know, like what what is going on in L.A. around uh, all of all of Kobe's comments in regards to, you know, uh, the goat and uh, LeBron James's legacy, and recently saying, you know, um, that mm-hmm. he did too much in the finals. So I think people in LA, there's pretty much nothing Kobe Bryant could say 
to make people in L.A. not like him. OK, like I don't know if you guys know, like he could run for mayor tomorrow and probably win. Like they could he could have been like a candidate for governor. He'd probably win. He can, like, he can, he can he be up for an Oscar and then also yeah. oh, and win an Oscar. Oh, he actually did win that. Oh, one. right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. right, right, right. So I think people in L.A., like in terms of like the talk on the street, I don't think anybody has anything about Kobe out here. Like so I've only been back in town since Saturday. OK, but like. My phone has been receiving lots of text messages, let's put it that way. Um, but, I, you know, look, I understand what Kobe's saying, okay? And uh, this is in no way, shape, or form a, an attack on LeBron James, okay? Because that man is incredible. That man deserves to be in every conversation he's in right now for greatest of all time, et cetera. But let's, we, we also have a tendency to, like, forget recent history, which is, you know, I covered those Laker championship teams, and, well, they went to the finals in 08. They went. They won in nine and ten. Okay, they had no business winning in two thousand nine and ten. They were not the best team. Like they had, they were playing meaningful minutes with Sasha Vujacic. Come on now, hmm? you know, like okay, like they they beat the Boston Celtics in a seven game series with Ron Artest making key shots. Like I mean, mm. you, we want to talk about like you know teams that n- didn't necessarily have a lot of firepower. Like Kobe Bryant, and Pau Gasol, two All Stars, all time greats, potential Hall, of, you know, obviously Hall of Famers. Um, okay, LeBron James and Kevin Love. That's that's about the same level, right? Like mm. maybe Kevin Love's a little below Pal, okay? But like the rest of the team, that, they didn't have a lot on those teams, and I and they still won. So like, there's a part of me that's like, I, I understand where Kobe's coming from. You know, he's just like, hey, just 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 to sort of remind you, we won. You know, when <laughs> like we beat the Spurs all those years in a row, and the Spurs were the Spurs were a dynasty now. The, you know, okay, let's look at their Hall of Famers. Tim Duncan's a Hall of Famer. Tony Parker, probably a Hall of Famer. Manu Ginobili, Hall of Famer. I mean, they're they're right up there, right, in terms of, like, Hall of Fame count, in mm. terms of matching up side by side with the Warriors. So I understand where he's coming from. I don't, I don't necessarily agree that, like, LeBron's whole career needs to be judged based on championships. I think he goes down as one of the greatest players ever. But, but I, I, I see the point. Uh, what was that? I just—I'm sorry. It's, I don't—I don't—I don't, I don't want to get—I don't want to insert myself into that argument. Han, go! I, I mean, you already made the noise that made us all scared. I, no, I, mean, I, can, I don't. I can cut the noise. Either out. he was burping. Repeat that noise. I don't know. I don't know what that noise was. 2009, 2010. How Gasol is like heads and shoulders better than Kevin Love, like. Gasol was always a two-way player, and like Kevin Love is just an offensive threat. Wait, wait, they... wait, wait! You're gonna say Gasol? Don't you put disrespect? Player? No, Don Kevin. Didn't they call him Gasol? They call him Gasol because he was like, that. You know, he couldn't stand up against like Shaq and like those dudes in the post. But like, in terms of like being able to rotate and doing all that stuff, like he yeah, could always okay. hold his own on the defensive end. They had Lamar Odom, who was. Six man of the year candidate perennially right? on that squ- squad. That and like I know Bynum didn't play in the finals in one of those years, but they had like that huge seven foot center throughout most of the season in the playoffs and those things. Like those those Lakers teams were short on guards, but then like they didn't need them anyways because they had Kobe handling the ball the whole time. Like those teams were leaps and bounds. I'm just gonna name you some of the key players on that lay those Laker teams. Let's go with Shannon Brown. Okay, <laughs> let's go with, let's go with, uh, well, Trevor. Reed Monica is taking go. offense Ooh. to that, by the way. Nope. I, did like, I did like Shannon Brown. Oh, just dropped the phone. Sorry. Um, I, you know, I did the like Trevor Reed. He's a player, but does he do anything outside of Los Angeles? But I mean, I guess you know, my, like, my question is, is, is there anyone on this Cavs roster that you would have taken before Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom? No. Okay, Lamar, no, Lamar you have a good yeah, point no. with Lamar, Okay. However, this is just the first year without Kyrie Irving, so I would take Kyrie over Lamar. I mean, in terms of just straight-up talent, like, Lamar is, to me, like Andre Iguodala. Lamar is just a great facilitator. He was, like, the guy who gave them the most versatility. But, like, in terms of, you know, can he take over a game himself? Can he run a team himself? Mm. He can take over a game when he's got really good players around him, but I don't know that he could run his own team. Like Kyrie, right? I think Kobe's just inserting himself because he's like, y'all are so disrespectful. Sorry, I'm outside of my parking lot and this guy's trying to drag race. Um, <laughs> y'all are so disrespectful for not having my, my name in the mention of the GOAT conversation. So I think he's just trying to reinsert himself 
Oh, no, no. He status. inserted himself with that tweet. We talked <laughs> oh, yeah, about it. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, but I you mean, know I what? Know. Here's the thing. Miss shoot your shot over there out in the cut. If you don't shoot your shot, you're not in the conversation. All of a sudden, that, you're gonna get you're gonna get lapped. You know, like they're gonna be talking about LeBron or MJ. And for like the last 20 years, it was Kobe or MJ. So he's like, wait, 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 hold up a minute. Who's got the five rings? Who, right. right? Like, oh, I wait understand. a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm not saying I agree with him, but I I see his point. Like, and I also like those Laker teams. Like, I know what you're saying, Han. Lamar Lamar is better than anyone you could put on the Cavs roster as a third option, right? But, like, let's look also at the Cavs and say, you know, J.R. Smith was a lottery pick. Jeff Green was a lottery pick. Like, all these guys, Tristan Thompson was a lottery pick. Like, these were definitely talented players. They just didn't really bloom into anything in the NBA in terms, you know, on the level of Lamar. But Lamar so, also wasn't Lamar until he got to L.A. and played for Phil Jackson. Right. If you want to say what the big equalizer or the big – the big advantage that Kobe always had over LeBron, I would say coaching. Okay. Like, I don't think, look, Spoh's a great coach. And I think Ty Lue has proven himself in the playoffs, but nobody's Phil Jackson. You know, like, the, you know, we haven't seen what LeBron can do when he has a coach at that, that kind of level. So, question overall, with all this ancillary drama happening in Los Angeles, uh-huh. is the question that the Lakers are not mature enough to really pursue, like, the players, the players. Is there a maturity issue that could actually hurt their free agency, or do you think LeBron is looking past that and would actually look in big picture like, I want to be in Los Angeles for X, Y, and Z outside of the personnel? I think it's a maturity thing. I think that's real, Shanae, don't you? I mean, to me, it's like, these are the people that, you know, if you're LeBron, if you're Paul George, and you're thinking about going to a team of, like, 20 to 24 year olds where like the core is that age even if you think you love their game even if you think that this is like you know like Kuz has got you know whatever ice water in his veins or not, I should not take the D'Angelo Russell line Kuz has got Mamba blood or whatever you want to say Brandon Ingram's a knight is a perfect two-way kind of player Zoe's gonna set you up for great shots like like that's a great core that they have Josh Hart should be in that discussion too it's a great core that they have but like it's hard when you're that young and then you act young too. And to me, like the Instagram stories are one thing, but like, I don't know, <laughs> like it is getting to another level right now. True. So Han, I think I got a solution for, you know, when teams give me whack-ass seats uh, when I'm doing sideline reporting. Well, let me, let me ask this, Cassidy. Who who gives you the best seats besides the Warriors? Uh, SeatGeek! It's designed to make your <laughs> ticket-buying experience easier than ever! SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. That's for sure. And then you just totally stole my thunder. I wanted to tell you, I think I'm going to just, like, you know, charge you to, to Mickey... And just go to SeatGeek because oh. every purchase is fully guaranteed. And you make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. So I'm actually making money for the company if you think about it. I just I want our listeners to know that the Cassidy that they see on television and in most parts of this podcast, that's the sham Cassidy. And the real Cassidy <laughs> is in these reads when you're just like out in the world speaking where they're her responses are always ad copy, is what it is. Do you, do you also want want to know what I want the listeners to know? What would you like them oh, to know? That was a lot to know the <laughs> listeners to know. That right now, you can get $20 <laughs> off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOOP today. That's promo code HOOP, H-O-O-P. For $20 off your first seat geek purchase, like, boom, like I said, I am making people money left and right and getting the best seats in the house. No more tripping over myself, running through the crowd to, to get into a post-game interview. I know everybody's uh, crying for me out there. 
Like, oh my god, it's so sad. You get to attend all these NBA games and talk to all the best players in the world. I, I do want to say, I did see you running around in, in just crazy heels when you were doing sideline in L.A. And, like, that's a sport. People think that, oh, yeah. that you're not an athlete. Too. No, you have to be an athlete if you're going to be running around in four-inch heels. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna have, you have to have the, the, the right balance. Because right. um, one, one day, I'm going to be uh, a, a GIF. <laughs> points points for per- correct pronunciation, by the way. Okay, mucho points. There's we don't accept another pronunciation. Here. That's not true. I want to say GIF, and I only said GIF just so I could tell the people that I understand that it is GIF, but it's GIF. Oh my gosh, it's GIF. In my mind, it's GIF. Just kind of like how like. You know, the Sears Tower in Chicago is and forever will be the Sears Tower. It's not Willis Tower. Like, wait, why is it called Willis you, Tower? Wh- what you talking about, Willis, is not is not happening. When did they change the name of the Sears Tower? Like years ago. Oh, my gosh. So exactly. My point exactly. It's effing GIF. It's always been GIF, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. GIF is already something. That's delicious peanut butter. <laughs> and you know what, hon? Gift this. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOOP today. That's promo code HOOP, H-O-O-P, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, the, there's a lot of drama, uh, you know, going on around the Lakers right now. But um, up north, the parade's going on, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and shout out to Jordan the, Bell, man. What yes, Jordan Bell do? Up, hopping off the bus because he ran Anything out of Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. And, he's, with and, he, and he saw, <laughs> oh he saw some fan in the crowd have a bottle of Hennessy. So we went and took a swig. Here, here's a, Dr- Draymond had a nice little quote uh, just right now. Um, he, I don't know who he's on with, uh, on NBA TV. He's just sure. said. Honestly, they want me, they, they want a political answer. Right. <laughs> Give it to him, bro. But, but the fact that the matter to him, is, we just, we just cut from a different cloth. Uh. You know, there's a lot of guys in this league. They soft. We just come from a different club. That's real. That's all I really got from you. That's real. Hey, That's as real as it gets. the bus, man. I love Drop the mic. We just ain't cut the same. I told one of them dudes from Cavs after the game, he tried to shake my hand. I said, Tristan, we ain't cut the same. Blue, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. You got the... Ooh. Yo, that's, Ooh, you man. can't ever, you can never, ever believe. Well, I, even though Draymond stands by what he says, when people are on the parade, that's when people are speaking loose. Yeah. So, <laughs> remember when he went off? He was like, "They suck." Yup. Yup. <laughs> we champs. Yup. And then um, I think actually Clay Thompson just said, "You know what? I'm pretty hungry. I want a sandwich." By the way, he Clay. is high key, <laughs> the funniest dude. Um, and then you know while uh, while Draymond, Draymond was uh, making these comments, of course he's wearing um, what has become a, a tradition for him now: a troll shirt of LeBron. He is mm-hmm. wearing the mood Arthur hand with three rings on it. Uh, but uh, Momo, you know, you, you, we, we talked yesterday when we were trying to plan this pod about, you know, some interesting warrior stuff coming out. There was uh, a, um, a report today that, um, you know, if, if Jamon's offered an extension that he would turn it down. Um, you know, what is yeah, the layout? Play, play is the same way. I mean, I think. Look, for both of those guys, it doesn't make financial sense for them to do an extension this year, right? Yeah. Draymond can just do a three-year. I, I forget what the number is, but it's $70 million or something. Um, and, you know, why would you do a three-year deal if you're Draymond, right? Like, you, you know, a three-year extension. Like, right. he, he, especially because he can make all NBA teams and all defensive teams win a Defensive Player of the Year award. Like, he's, he's done all that. So he's in line to get a max contract. So, of course, he's going to wait. Um, which is, that makes sense. However, you know, Clay is the same way. He can wait and get a lot more 
either if he makes an All-NBA team or if he just hits free agency and does the five-year deal in free agency. I mean, it's like $87 million difference. Like, I mean, I understand oh, I sacrificing know. for your team, but like $87 million is a lot of money. Right. So, right. I, I think a lot of people are quick to be like, oh, Clay, Clay loves it out there. You know, yeah. he, he'll take less money. He'll take it. You yeah. know, I've been one of them saying, oh, he has he has that China money. You know, he has a China yeah. shoe deal. He's fine. He's <laughs> fine. But eighty seven million dollars. Like, yeah, it's a pretty big difference. Eighty seven so, million was like a max contract not that long ago. Right. Really one, really one tenth of a billion. Right. Oof. OK, almost, Stanford. Almost. Almost. You know, you know, you know, OK, so. Um, they said they'd be but, no math, y'all. That's why I so, got into journalism. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, it, it, it's, it, it, I think that both guys do want to stay. I really think Clay wants to stay. Um, but, I, you know, he'll be up first, right? He gets to be free agent uh, a year <laughs> earlier. And the question is, do are they able to, you know, is Joe Lacob ready to spend that kind of money, right? And, well, you, know, you spoke to him. I, Yes, I asked him after the game, after the, after the uh, game four. I was like, wait, how many games? Yeah, it's four games. Yeah, it was the a four, sweep. a sweep. It was a sweep. Jordan was, Bell, by the way, was, uh, you know, out, <laughs> out in the streets sweeping. So, just so, FYI. Oh, and check out Momo's <laughs> article on ESPN.com. Just letting you know that. He, he, thank you. So look, up, look at you with the plugs today. I, I like what what else am I doing? Plugging the WNBA. I'm not doing uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a walking so, plug. All right. He's a so he says, you know, all good things cost money. We're, we want to sign both of them to extensions. We understand if they want to become free agents, but we want to sign both of them to extensions. And then he says something that I thought was very interesting. We obviously have to spend, you know, I'm not going to quote directly because it's off the top of my head, but it was it, the, the quote is essentially, um, you know, we got to spend our time figure out how to get better this summer and next summer. Um, and how we can continue to improve the team. And it could it could go a lot of different ways. And I was like, oh, okay then. Like that wasn't like, you know, he kind of put it on, he kind of put it on Draymond and Clay to say, well, when they hit free agency, we can't control that anymore. We don't know what's going to happen. And it could go a lot of different ways. That to me strikes fear in the heart of all Warriors fans Mm -hmm. and makes the entire rest of the league giddy. Okay. Not five minutes after Chris Haynes posted the story saying Draymond's going to turn down his extension, which is expected and yet you know interesting that he's able to write that on parade day okay yeah. um cj mccollum retweets it saying get your money man <laughs> right? like exactly right <laughs> like the whole rest of the league you right. know is watching this very closely to say generally speaking you don't let players of this caliber hit free agency you you can't take that chance they're too good you can't lose them for nothing and so this makes next year interesting this makes the year after that interesting in a way that I don't know that we thought we were going to have, um, considering how close these guys were and are. Yep. And then also um, Kevin Durant being offered whatever he wants. Yep. <laughs> like, and yeah. And by I think him, for KD, he actually could he actually could lessen the luxury tax burden if he does the four year deal this summer. He saves them a lot of money. But let's remember, KD took a lot less this summer. Last summer already, mm-hmm. he already took mm-hmm. less. And if you notice Chris Haynes' story today, he also points out that Draymond has already taken $12 million less mm-hmm. than what his max was so that they had a max spot to go after KD. In other words, a lot of stories are coming out with people reminding, you know, Warriors faithful, hey, we've already taken a little haircut. Yeah, right. We've already and, done you know, that. And Zach Lowe, not to, you know, jump to any conclusions, mm-hmm. but Zach Lowe wrote a piece today talking to Kevin Durant where Durant was like, championships aren't everything for me. It's my own personal growth. Uh-huh. Ooh, I see that collection plate coming down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Shanae? What do you think? Is all this just a coincidence? You know, <laughs> I think they're just playing us. I honestly think they're playing us. Once you start winning rings, you don't want to stop winning rings, um, especially when the standards are, you're being compared to are the Bulls with five or six or something like that. So I don't see these guys busting um, busting the the unit up. I do think they will continue to make sacrifices for each other. You know, coming from a player, um, sacrifices financially because there are, like you mentioned, Cassidy, alternate ways to get get your money. But I do think it has to come in terms. Like you know, guys have to be rewarded outside of the norm. Um, so the same guy can't keep getting his paycheck cut. So it'll be interesting. But I still see. I see. I don't see ending something good until something bad happens when they don't win 
and then it's reactionary. But we'll see. Are you scuba diving right now? I am actually, um, I'm skydiving right now. I'm propelling down from clouds and doing this podcast while flying. No, I'm, I'm just outside my apartment complex. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, it's, it sounds like you're scuba diving. But you know what? Like, the fact that you are doing this pod right after practice, you are, you know, you got a big game tomorrow night, the WNBA meeting, <laughs> Connecticut Sun. There he goes. <laughs> Just saying, it's been, it's, it's been a minute so we, since we had your presence on the pod, so. I missed y'all. I had to reunite with my girls. too with LeBron okay I I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on him because I really am just like so impressed by how amazing he was in the playoffs and like he deserves everything he gets but it's like don't show up with the cast afterwards right Cheney we didn't get to talk about that I know how do you feel okay how do you feel about that I'm split like that man just put the whole team on his back I know the entire postseason and wanted to let you guys know that, hey, I was actually doing more than that. And, um, you know, it made me look back at his game two and game three and be like, wow. Like, if he was me playing too. through pain and still performing. Meanwhile, he can only get a limited effort from his teammates. That says something. But at the same time, it's why were you hurt? Was it through the game pushing through? Like, did you get fouled, hurt your hand, and you're playing through the pain? No, you did this to yourself out of frustration from game one. Like, that sort of dampened it for me. But regardless, I have respect for the man who can still play through pain. And, I mean, he just wants y'all to know that things ain't easy for him. Even though, that's the problem. That's why people don't like LeBron. I don't need to know. Because he I has moments know. like that. Like, he, or, so I, I already know. Him. That's the thing. He didn't need to say it. Like, you could, the story can leak. That's what it, it would have came out. It would have come out. out. It's, like your, it's like your boy in Houston, P.J. Tucker. Yep. He didn't say anything until no. the next day. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I had three root canals or something the day before. Or three broken teeth or something, Right. right? And before right. Game Seven, I didn't even tell my teammates. Exactly. Like that to me, it was exactly. like, oh, fuck, dude, that's tough. Like, but like, like the thing is, even if the story came out that he had a broken hand, the fact that he had the cast on, I was like, oh, I didn't need that. That he almost like cheapened it. it for me. Like, yep. Like it was like he was so amazing. We, he would have got credit three anyway. root canals before Game Seven. Like, what? <laughs> Shout out to that dentist, though. Shout out to that dentist. They're like, you know what? We're not going to let this hold us back now. We're going to get you three of them so you can play. It was, uh, it's fitting that LeBron had the cast, though, because the finals was it was just ripe with memes starting from game yeah. one. And LeBron shows up on the podium with that cast. And I saw a tweet joke that goes by. I was like, oh, it looks like LeBron finally got the supporting cast he needed. Oh, Ba-dum-bum. oh that's funny. That's funny. It's not that funny. It's just a little. It's just a little funny. Okay, what'd you do tonight? How, like, I can hear that siren we, in the background. That's oh, that's me, me actually. That's M Y C. Oh, that makes sense. You think the coming for me, Ramona? You are yeah, but in, those, in those Connecticut streets, driving around. You know what right. you're doing. I know, I know your Hummer. I know your car. Yeah. Oh, now she gave up the Hummer. I was so sad about it. I almost slid into a house in the snow. I, I, I oh, away. no. I didn't know I that was the reason up. why you retired the Hummer. Let me tell you, this Texas girl did not know how to drive in the snow. Yeah. Even in a Hummer. Oh I would but, not know uh, how no, to drive it's, in the okay. snow either. It's a fact. But you know what's funny, guys? Like, we're, we're less than a week from the NBA season being over. And we still have so much to talk about. Like, it just, it can't help itself at this point between the Lakers, between LeBron, his cast. I mean, it's just ridiculous at this point. Well, then we got the draft, of course. And I'm sure there's going to be trades and all of that jazz. I mean, um, uh, and then we going into Summer League, two weeks, 82 games in two weeks broadcasted. 
Oh, Check my God. On ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and NBA TV. Hold on. While we're doing this plug, I'm checking my schedule. So, oh, um, yes. I play the Las Vegas Aces on the 7th of July. Oh, that's Saturday. So, is that during, yeah, that's during the first summer weekend. league? Yes. yes. So, it's at 7.30 p.m. So, we turn it off that night. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Han, you're gonna be out so there. Y'all the come. I don't know if you can. It's gonna be too many. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track on the the game after uh, Chinay against the Aces to see to see what her stat line is like. <laughs> Guess what? We don't have a game for another five days or so. so oh, all right. We travel back to Connecticut after, so we good. <laughs> I'm gonna go see boys to men, boy. Oh Ooh. my gosh! Wait, they're performing in Vegas right now. They will then. They will be then. Oh. See, I'm so mad because J Lo's not performing anymore in Vegas. Oh, that's over? I thought. Oh, really? She does like random spurts of dates, and it's not during summer league. So that you know, I'm you know I'm sad about that. I do need to ask this of you, Rockets fan. Um, are you yes. in favor of uh, gutting your yes. roster for yes. LeBron James? Yes, yes, yes. So I was like trying to calculate. I need to hit up my, my our guy, uh, Bobby Marks, because I'm trying to do the game <laughs> yeah. where yeah. is it possible for us to maintain having James, obviously Chris, getting LeBron and keeping Eric Gordon and possibly Ariza and then get rid of everybody else. Cause like mm. we can keep those people. I don't think so. I think a reason that's another so. goal. Mm, I, I know like Ryan Anderson is a big PJ one for Tucker. Us. Well, it PJ is possible if you're able to find us. Yeah, if you're able to trade Ryan Anderson, exactly, then you got a shot. You don't have to trade. But that's Ryan not happening. We Trevor's all know. Yeah. Do you know how many twenty or so million? Yeah, that, no, that you're right. Ryan but PJ Tucker contract. Yeah, he's important too. You're right. Why I say PJ? Why I say PJ Tucker's uh, important is because look, the Rockets did something this year. They were able to like really find this chemistry and work well together. And it was, you hate to say like uh, glue guys, but like when you have two big personalities, like, like Harden and CP, I just felt like PJ was the nice little, you know, um, I don't know, not mediator, but he was a good friend to James and it kind of kept them in a nice little space with each other because there was always there was somebody 100%. else. There is huge value. So in the NBA, a lot of times, quote unquote, superstars can't do too much when they're playing, you know, get themselves ejected, be too demonstrative. Sorry, Hot Wheels behind me. What is happening right now? I'm at, the Indy, I'm, at, I'm at the Indy 500. You're right. I'm, with, I'm, I'm in them Philly seats. No, but there's a value because, like, you know, it's interesting. Guys that have to, you know, you every superstar can't do the things that uh, role players can do in the sense of challenge other players when someone gets pushed or shoved. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker was always the first guy when James or, or uh, Chris got into a scuffle was the first one to challenge the, the other team or the first one to walk in the arena with James, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. there's value in that and, and maintaining the balance. Because you guys remember seeing that video of when Chris Paul and, and James were having a disagreement and James, like, slapped his, his, hat, uh, his fist and was like, no, I ain't got time for this. Like, if it, without a player in between there to rationalize both sides, mm-hmm. that could have been a problem. You know, that could have been a problem. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like you got to shoot for the stars right now. So, like, we got to keep – if we can get – Honestly, CP, LeBron, and James, that's the biggest chance. I think that's the best chance that LeBron has in free agency to win a championship. It's going with Houston. A lot of people say Philly. I don't know. Philly, this is your specialty, Ramona, but I see Ben Simmons and LeBron. It's not too easy to play the same position. I just don't see it. I just don't see it like if Harden is your future guy, you you know, that you're building around, you can't knock him down to number three priority on that team. Because LeBron mm-hmm. automatically goes number one, 
And then I think the mindset he goes is number two because he's best friends with LeBron. So Harden no, no. is third wheel. No, I don't think it's third wheel. You can accept third wheel if you get MVP at the NBA Awards this June. Like, after you finally get that monkey off your back, you know what I'm saying? And you finally get the title. Like Not in an 82-game season. I think, I think, I think be, being MVP, this was a big cloud over him, you know, since last year, not getting it to Russ. Now, if he wins MVP, he feels like, okay, now his next thing is championship, not necessarily, you know, being that man on that team, in my opinion. I just don't see the Houston thing happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see, what do you I can see happening. I could see Houston <laughs> getting somebody else because they, I mean, people would want to go play there. But I just think at this stage in his life, with a family, with kids about to go into high school, like I know CP did that, you know, moved his family there and and all that for Houston. But like, that's a big ask for LeBron. He has no legacy there. He has no history there, and like. For him to just like uproot his family to like a completely new city at this stage, like I don't know, that's just a hard one for me to wrap my head around. Which, so by the way, I will, LA. No, I mean, I just when I look at LA and legacy and like attachment, I mean, some people are saying you know, if he can, if he can bring another title to you know the winningest uh, franchise, yeah. and you know that like that that will obviously heighten his legacy. But to me, I'm like, you're about to join Kobe's magic kareem's team like to me it, it cheapens it but i mean i know i can see why other people i know what you mean i you know i see it I, like i don't know that it's necessarily just la i just think what did lebron say when the only question he really gave an expansive answer to about his future was like in terms of how he's making his decision all he talked about was his family yes. and then you saw and Dwayne Wade the other day i mean his son i mean like that's what he's talking about that's what he wants you to think and what he what he wants you to hear and yeah he's 33 me, his kid is yeah. i mean LeBron oh. Jr.'s older. Yeah, did but you guys see that that quote he Gary gave on, on Uninterrupted yeah. saying that a, oh. like a dream of his would be able to take the court with his I, son? An NBA with his son, that, yeah. Six years from now? Like, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, he could he could also, play that long. I mean, that's a lot. That's a big ask, okay, for him to play six more years. But, you know, if he wants to break it, every record, he's going to have to play that long. Now, question, since we're on this retirement, what do we think about Kevin Durant walking his comments back about retiring at 35? Um, I I don't really... Kevin Durant's one of those guys who talks. Yes. He's so open, and he says so many things that, like, three days later contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. And it just means that he's, you know, I thought Lee Jenkins had a good story today. I thought Rachel did this great interview with him before game four. Like, he's kind of a guy who's still trying to find himself and search for himself, and he's sort of talks his way through it like and sometimes he does it publicly right so i i don't really like i don't really put much stock in anything he says one way or another in terms of big pronouncements because i just think he's figuring it out still yeah yeah and i think that's i mean and and he he says that in so many different ways Mm -hmm. that like you know for a long time he was worried about and thinking about the red carpets and what he was wearing and like you know his image and i think he's still thinking about that but uh-huh. He's at least acknowledging in the presence of like the first step is, you know, knowing that you may have a problem that you're consumed with, um, you know, what other people think of you. And I mean, obviously, we saw that with his burner accounts. Yeah. Um, I think he'll probably find a little more peace this year. I mean, last year, you know, winning that title. OK, that was winning a title, but there was still maybe something like a cloud over his head about, you know, it being so still fresh that he left OKC. This, right. this championship, like, you know, winning finals MVP again, and he clearly, he, you know, c- clearly proved that he was uh, the second best player in the world. Um, Speaking of that, do we do we agree, R- Ramona? Uh, um, you're talking to the girl who voted for Steph Curry as finals MVP. So oh, I don't so know. you were See, one I of the four. I didn't know that. You were one of the four yeah, who voted for Steph Curry. I was one Curry. of the four. I, I, I got to be honest. I was surprised it was I, – I was Seven, I think four? Everyone was. Like, Dor- you know, Doris does the walk-off interview, right? So – you know how that goes. Cassidy TV gets first mm-hmm. choice. Radio gets second choice. So she got to choose. She chose Steph, right? Like she chose. She chose the interview Steph. Well, right Steph. After the game. Steph I, got I mean, Steph had the better game four, but right. I mean, look, KD had uh, you know more points, assists, and rebounds than Steph. Um, you know, and you could argue that his uh, game three performance was the defining performance of the of um, yeah. of the series. And then you know, also it's like as bad as. Um, 
KD's game one performance was. He still had 26 points. I mean, it, like, yeah, I know. you know, Steph's game three was I, really I bad. all of the reasons why people voted for KD. Like, when you look at the stats head-to-head, KD just, like, gets him by a nose. But I, for me, it was, like, it was storyline. No, no, not storyline. I think Steph set the tone in games one and two. And I think he set the tone in game four. So, to me, it was, like, three out of the four games, Steph was the guy. And I didn't rank it by, like, who had the worst game in between, right? Like, KD in game one or Steph in game three. Like, I was like, look, to me, Steph set the tone in three of the four games. And also having covered the Warriors all year long and, like, really understanding that team, like, they were so, like, it it was so obvious to me by the end of that year that Steph is the guy that that really holds that team together, like, in terms of getting them to play, with, you know, a certain way. They play with that joy. Absolutely. He's a leader. When, like, when, when they he was out, they were, like, above 500. Yeah. That's right. They, were, they lost 10 to 17 games. At the end of the regular season, and they like they weren't playing the right way, and so Steph's the guy. Like he's the you know I know, but I guess the, the argument goes back to what is MVP? What is right. who is the most valuable player? Uh-huh. And that goes back to Cheney, an argument that you know we had on Full Court Press that Lisa, um, Rebecca Lobo, and Cheney um, uh, all said, you know, like. <laughs> LeBron James should win MVP of this uh, of this finals uh, because he is the most valuable player on that court. And I guess yeah, what you could say is. is that is that Kevin Durant uh, is was clearly the best player on the Warriors. That doesn't mean that you know Steph Curry doesn't mean more to them. I I don't know. I like I, I think that coupled with the, like it was a clear it was clear. I think it that, was a recency vote. I think it was honestly like Steph was better in games one and two. Right. Well, I also game think three. game one hurt Steph because more people were thinking about LeBron's performance and stuff. Yes, you're probably right. I wrote a column after those saying, you know, it, you know, Steph is on his way to winning his first finals MVP, but it probably should be LeBron because he had been so good. And that's where that hand injury comes into play, where it's like you look back on two, three, and four, and you go, man, if LeBron could shoot. Because that was the thing that LeBron had been doing throughout these playoffs that really set him apart, where he was – he was hitting those threes. He was hitting those outside shots. And, like, when you, when you get a chance, when, Le- when LeBron can hit his threes and he can drive, you can't stop him. No. You know? like, As we saw against the Raptors, yeah. when he was just doing those fadeaways, we're like, what the? Where? Yeah. What? Where? Right. Where? <laughs> Who? How? Sway? Uh, yeah. Yes. He faded, you know, Dwayne Casey uh, all the way away yeah. out of there. And so now they got Nick Nurse. All the way we don't to really. Detroit, man. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So uh, we'll see what he can do with that group. But I mean, I uh, yeah, we don't need to get into all that. At least, least Coach Casey's got a job with with the Detroit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's on he the up and going, up. Nick Nurse. He, most likely, he's going to uh, you know accept his Coach of the Year award at the NBA Awards as a for a team he no longer coaches for. <laughs> and he's like, what do they? What do they super him? You know, do they say Detroit Pistons head coach <laughs> when he accepts his award? Or do they mm-hmm. do former tra- Raptors? Awkward. <laughs> I, don't you think, I, don't, I don't know that Case is going to win the, the media vote. I think he won the coach's vote. I don't, I don't know that he'll win that, the media one. I, I, I don't I, know. I don't know. You, I, don't, I, think we, I think if we're going to talk about, you know, um, recency, like, where was your mind at April 18th? Oh, I voted for Quinn. I voted for Quinn Snyder. And, but then who and was the, number two? Where where did you Nate have McMillan. Quinn Casey? Oh, I did you. I had I had I had Quinn Snyder number one. I had Nate McMillan number two, and Brad Stevens three. Oh, I had Casey, Brad Stevens, and Quinn. So I don't yeah. know. It's okay. interesting how different these votes would be if there were votes after the regular season or if there yeah. were votes after oh, the yeah. postseason. Every oh, ballot yeah. would be different. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you had it to do again over again, would you vote for Harden or LeBron? LeBron, I had I had voters remorse at picking uh, Harden, but I right. felt at that time, at that time, it was like I can't like it, it Harden. It's Harden. Now, it has to, now, it has to be what, Harden. What about Rookie of the Year now? But that, yeah, <sighs> no, it's a good point. It's a good no, point. No, to me, if we were to do it at the end of the season, Tatum wins Rookie of the Year. There you go. He, that he, man was he, playing like. And, I mean, like he had the most impact level. on the longest in the longest uh, playoff run. 
So if I had it to do over again, I probably would still vote the same as I did for Rookie of the Year because Simmons. I do feel – yeah, I, vote, I went Simmons and Donovan, too. And I went Simmons, me, too. Um, but I, I feel less sure about that than I did when I made the vote. Like, I, I would have voted – like, I think if you're reconsidering – I don't know that Tatum goes to one. I think, I think Donovan goes to one. And just in terms of, like, oh, my goodness, he had an amazing playoffs. And so does Joe. But so, so did Tatum. Tatum. I mean, he so led the Celtics Tatum, in right? scoring. And, you know, like, they Ooh. went to the Ooh. conference finals and yeah. took the Cavs to seven games. And he, you know, he yeah. was a defining player on that team. He dunked on his idol like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a tough one when you look back on it, right? Because the playoffs have a way, especially when series extend past the four games, because that means teams adjust to players. They play people different, you know, right? Like you see adjustments being made. So they have a way of really exposing your weaknesses. And that's what we kept, you know, when I covered that first round of the Sixers series, I kept waiting for it. I'm like, when's Miami going to expose the fact that Sim- the fact that Simmons doesn't shoot? When are they going to, how are they going to do it? They were never able to do it. But the very next round, the Celtics were. Right. Just the type of defense they played on him. They sort of oh. exposed that. And Brad just, Stevens. Yeah. Hmm. It's, I'm um, sad. I'm sad that the season's over. I just, you know, but free agency is going to keep us busy. It was so um, good until the finals. <laughs> I know. Right? I know, but you At know what? It was quick. That hey, game won. Nice. Like yeah. That game won um, was, like, I won't say it was worth the sweep, but... I just if I'm gonna I gotta watch that game one again because that was mm-hmm. a, that was one of the best basketball games uh, it had certainly every of the form playoffs. Of drama. Yeah, it had every form of drama, except for the except for overtime. And I've said this on a, another pod, like, and I'm not trying to be all Kobe Bryant here, like, uh, you know, LeBron needs to do more, but you can't you can't check out when you still have five minutes to go. And yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> yes, you can. I give that man a pass. 51. No, I know. Look, he did everything he could do, but except rally his team to p- continue playing in, the, in overtime. Uh, let me tell you why you check out. Okay, he. I remember the first play of overtime. I believe he tried to score and did not make it, and then immediately the Warriors went on a quick run. This is the tactic. Whoever makes the first run in overtime tends to always win. Because the time just doesn't give you yeah. anything else. So if you're a player and you realize this team has made a big run within the first four or five possessions, I would say 99% of the time it's a wrap. You know, but, so but that's you, why we, like, we all watch that. We all watch that, um, you know, the, the, the break in between regulation over time. They didn't say one thing to each other. You didn't have any issue with that. I would also mention that uh, overtime was the first point in that game I believe where Kerr went to that alternate death lineup mm. so, like he didn't play that all game and then he played it the five minutes and that's where they just killed the Cavs so the only person that could have mentally made it through that awkward time between the regular regular time and overtime would be Jesus Christ that's the only, uh, the only yeah. individual <laughs> no, that I, has I the big enough heart to mentally no. get themselves ready in two minutes after that when, when we were watching it, um, you know, I was with uh, Richard Jefferson and Karan Butler and Alvin Gentry. Like, I, we called it. We called it after regulation that's over. Like, I, we knew, like, how do you mentally get over that uh, th- that mistake? But at the same time, there was still time. True. Um, hey, ladies, this has been super fun, but I just had to ignore a call from a very important general manager that I should probably call back. Okay, we're so. done. And, <laughs> uh, and that's a wrap on Hoop Collective.